Let's be seated, please. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, all. Amen. It's open heavens. It's our month of open heavens. And what I've done here is to bring up our text again. I'll quickly read through it, just as a reminder. And then I'm going to do a very, very quick recap of what we did last week. And link it into what I'll be sharing today. Or really, what I've been asked to share. Because what I'll be sharing, as we go along, you'll discover that it's right from our general overseer. When I started to take my notes, I called it, there shall be a turning around. It probably remains so, but as we go along, you're free to give it to your own heading. I've said, there shall be a turning around. I'm reading from Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season. And to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations and you shall not borrow. Amen. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. As I said earlier, it's our month of open heavens. And last week, we started to share about this heavens. And what we read there, or what we heard last week, is that there is a state in heaven. It could be either open or closed. For those of us who were here last week, or maybe those of us who were streaming online, we mentioned, or the pastor mentioned a few things that could happen when the heavens are shut. You will remember that we were reading from 2 Kings chapter 6. And it was telling us about... Samaria, and there was a siege. It says that there was famine. It was so bad that the people were eating their own children. They were not eating each other, their own children. And of course, we read about the king as he was walking past by the wall. One of the women cried out. It's almost like saying, avenge me of my adversary, this woman. She made me kill my own child. We bawled the child. We ate him. Now it's time for her to share her own son. And she's hiding him. God forbid that we'll ever be in such a situation that we have to boil our children to eat. There'll be no famine in the land. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, we're saying that when the heavens are closed... There's a siege. And immediately I remembered Jericho. And it says about Jericho that the gates were straightly shut. There was no going out. There was no coming in. And of course, you know, when you think about these things, so many things were going through my mind. And I thought of one winter up here in Aberdeen when it was so severe and the Tesco trucks could not come up. Can anybody remember? There was no delivery. So imagine if coming outside of Scotland, they're bringing the deliveries into Scotland and snow snow, stopped the, the trucks from coming in. How much more a whole country 
where the gates were strictly shut, no going out, no coming in. And, you know, the, the reason why I said I would link this is this month, by the grace of God, has been tagged the month of open heavens. We started to talk about the state of the heavens, it being open, or what is it like when it is shut? And then in the course of the week, following the Congress, has anybody here been following the Congress along with me? Ah, a few of us. Okay, so, okay, I will share with you some of the things that I gleaned from a particular um, day, and it was the general overseer speaking. And he went on to talk about the floodgates of heaven. Floodgates. What are floodgates? And I quickly checked it. Floodgates. Floodgates could be a legal term. Am I correct for the lawyers in the house? Floodgate could be a legal term. And I've had it used before. That maybe there's an immigration situation, for example. And the judges come up with a decision. Now, they're very careful because they would say things like, now, if we make this decision in whatever direction, it could open the floodgates for immigrants to come in. So, floodgates in that legal term is about opening, making a decision. It's about things that have not happened before in the past. And now, based on a decision, it is happening. Am I right? On another hand, if you, and I'm not technical at all for those who know me, I was thinking of the Kanji Dam. Does anybody relate with the Kanji Dam? Okay. I did my A-levels there in 1978. And I remember visiting the dam. And it's a reservoir in Nigeria where, you know, should water be needed for irrigation or whatever, the, the water is kept in the reservoir. Now, there are several gates guarding the water, isn't it? So when the water is needed, it's opened in parts to let out the water. They're called floodgates. And you can relate across the board. You can find out a bit more about floodgates. But that's what I found out. Now, when these floodgates open, they open with such a force and the water gushes out. Pardon me. And I heard, and I think it's 1996, that the floodgates opened in the Kanji Dam and flooded so many villages, lots of lives, loss of lives and property. But the floodgates that we are talking about is the floodgate of heaven that will bust open over somebody and come with the blessings of heaven in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hence why we sang that song. Since I heard it, I've been singing it. I, I'm sure I sing it out of key. I sing it out of tune. I, I sing it my own way. And I look for the pros to come and sing it for me. But the prayer there is that, Lord, that you will open the floodgates of heaven. Pour down your blessings upon me. And so back to my text, we were reading from 2 Kings chapter 6. And the women cried to the king. And you know what? The king, he had sackcloth on because he's, he was sad himself. And then when he got back to his home, he said, you know what? This Elisha, go and get him. Bring him. And this is where our text starts from today. 
Second Kings chapter 7. Second Kings chapter 7. Are you there? I'm going to read a few verses. I'll pause and then continue again. Then Elijah said, I'm reading from verse 1. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. I will pause. You remember that for those of us who were here last week, we started with this. First, we're talking about the famine, the gates closed, people doing things that they would not normally do. And then towards the end, I remember pastors saying that we will pray that the heavens will open over us. And then I went away and started preparing my notes. Okay, so what happens when the heavens are open? I started to write my notes. And at this point, I want to acknowledge these notes that I have here are the notes from Daddy Gio. And I thought, what am I writing? If Daddy has spoken about the heavens being open, I'll come and share with us. Verse 2, that the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. May every doubt be wiped away from our hearts in the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, many times we are told things, we hear things, some of them we appropriate to ourselves. I was listening to Dickness Ribet sharing this morning uh, in the Sunday school class, and she was saying that when the prophecies come, some of them were quick to say, I claim it in Jesus' name. Some of them were quick to say, I reject. You know? But this, test, this prophecy came. May it not be that we will hear of the good things that God is about to do, but we will not experience it. I pray that we will experience of the goodness of the Lord in Jesus' name. And verse 3. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gates. And they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city and we shall die there. And if we sit here also, we die also. Now therefore come, let us fall unto the hosts of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall leave. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel has hired against us kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come up upon us. Praise the Lord. I will pause there for a bit. We'll probably go back to it. But as I said, you know, Nandan said to teach about the heavens being open and there being a floodgate. And of course, the first thing he mentioned there 
was that, you know, these lepers, I was reading something else in Leviticus, and it was talking about, you know, anything unclean, they have to be outside of the city. Hence why the lepers were cast out. They were outside of the city, experiencing life on the outside, but also knowing that what was on the inside wasn't too great. So they were, oh, it's, it's, there's a phrase there that, that between the devil, is it, and the deep blue sea, nowhere to go. Until they got to this point, and what's the first thing that struck me there is that God can use anyone. When the blessing is coming your way, please do not say, uh, and that person is not a pastor, um, and that person, or whatever you come up with, it can come from anybody. It can come from a child. It can come from outside of the fold. But listen, be attentive to the word of the Lord. And so these lepers, without knowing it, they were lending themselves to be used of the Lord to save an entire nation. And so they got up. They thought about it. What if we do this? And then they got up and moved. And the first thing that daddy pointed out there is when the heavens open, is the end of what? Stagnation. There begins to be movement. Any one of us, where we are stagnated, work situation, family situation, whatever situation it is, are we stuck? By virtue of the heavens being open over us, there will be no more stagnation in the name of the Lord Jesus. You will speak it to your own self. No longer will I be stagnated in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when this word is coming, take a moment and just take in what you think you need there. I need it. No longer will I remain on the same spot in Jesus' name. The second thing is that when the heavens open, there's no more famine. Remember, in the passage that we read last week in chapter 6, they were even struggling over the heads of asses. And I know Pastor made a joke of it, that, you know, there's not much value in the head, really, of an ass. Um, but they were fighting over it. It was getting so expensive, even to, very rare. Imagine that they had eaten asses as well are, are, are deemed as unclean. Imagine that they had eaten everything and now they're eating asses and fighting over the head. But it says there that when the heavens opened, when the gate opened, flour became that cheap. They had food to eat. There'll be no more famine in our lives. No more famine in our land. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Praying about the situation in this land. Some people that have been here for many years, they would say, oh, we've had a similar situation in, in, in the 90s and, you know, they counted back. But it has never been this bad. And I remember one day we were praying at home and I said, you know, God, you can turn things around. 
so much suddenly that this oil will pick up again. I said it myself, and then I thought, oh, what, you know, from all that I've been hearing, is it possible? But I say today, with faith arising on the inside of me, that it is possible that there will be a turning around again. And so shall it be in our land, in our lives, in our circumstances, in the name of the Lord Jesus. That is why I, when I wrote these notes and, you know, compared with what Daddy had shared, I said to myself, there shall be a turning around. You know, the first thing I was going to say coming up here was I was going to say things like, open the floodgates of heaven or let the floodgates be open. But the one that was strongly impressed upon my heart is that there will be a turning around in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so the siege is over. The famine is over. Isaiah 58 verse 11. Isaiah 58 11 is a promise for us. And it says, And the Lord shall guide thee continually. And satisfy your soul in drought. And make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden. And like a spring of water. Whose waters fail not. You know, for as long as this drought. I don't know whether to say inverted commas. Because truly, it can be a drought situation. But for as long as this drought prevails, in the midst of this, the Lord will satisfy our souls in the name of Jesus. I've, in small groups, I've shared with people, and people have shared with me as well. And they've said things like, you know, I've been out of job or my spouse has been out of job for so many months. How God has been providing for us, we do not know. I'm sure there are some of us here who can testify to that. It just goes to show the faithfulness of God. We will not miss out on his blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. The third part of it is that when the heavens open, even the strangers, they run away. You know, from the passage that we read, it says there about the army. They heard the noise and they said, it must be that the king has sent against us the armies of the Hittites. It must be that he, he's, he's gathered some armies together because of their own, they, they can't do it. They're inside. They've been locked in. For a start, God will send us help in the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, when they shut the people in, they said there's no help for them. What they didn't realize is that God was sending them help. If it means that God will send us help from outside, he will send us help. And our helpers will find us in the name of the Lord Jesus. What came to my mind there is that for every stranger that is locking in our situations, when I say locking, I mean L-U-R-K, all right, that is hiding there, the Spirit of the Lord will search out. The Bible says they will fade out of their hiding places. You know, is there any stranger in your physical body that God has not planted there and is locking there? He has found a place and says, this place is 
comfortable, I will lock here. We chase them out in the name of the Lord Jesus. Is there any stranger hiding, even in your workplace, that's set there as an adversary? We chase them out of their hiding places in the name of the Lord Jesus. It says in Psalm 18, 44 and 45, As soon as they hear of me, they shall obey me. The strangers will submit themselves unto me. The strangers shall fade away and be afraid out of their close places. Another translation would say, out of their hiding places. And so shall it be. In the name of the Lord Jesus. There's another one there. And then it was sharing that the enemy fled. And there was something he shared. And this is not part of it. But I thought I would share it with you as well. And he said something. He said, there's somebody here. That despite your recent setback. You will still fulfill your destiny. You had a recent setback, whatever it was. You know, I took this when I was listening to it and I was screaming amen myself. And I thought I'll bring it here as well. Any setback that you have experienced, we're going to turn to the Lord again today. And because the Lord has said it, you will fulfill your destiny in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then, he said, when the heavens open, there is a mighty noise. Suddenly, I think it's Ezekiel 37. And he was talking about all the bones being dry and dead. But suddenly, there was a mighty noise and there was a coming together like a mighty army. Suddenly, a mighty noise will arise. In your home, the noise of rejoicing. In your home, the noise of victory. When that noise arises, link back to the former point. The strangers were here, they will flee. They will say, what is happening in the habitation of the Belays? Right, you claim it for yourself. Something is happening in the habitation of the Galilees. And every stranger will flee in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I added one. Because when daddy was sharing it, he said, you know, there are many. This, the, he, he gave us five points. He said, there are many more. But these are the five that I will share. And then I thought to myself, I have to dig deeper and find but adventure, I come up with even one because how can I find extra on top of what daddy has shared? And then I went to 2 Kings chapter 8. So please turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 8 and verse 6. Now, I will give us the, the background to the story. During this famine, I'm sure you will remember the Shunammite woman whose son was brought back to life. Now, I imagine 
that that family was very close to the prophet. And so when the prophet said there will be famine, actually there was that famine for seven years. When the prophet said there will be famine, he called this woman and said, you know what, woman? Take your family. Go somewhere else for the time that the famine will be over. And so she left. She went to Philistine and she was there for seven years. Now when she heard that the heavens had opened, when she heard that there was a floodgate, she came back. But when she came back, there was nothing left for her. There was nothing. And so she went to the king. In fact, before she went to the king, the king himself was doing some research on his own. Tell me something about this Elisha. And the servant said, you know, this Elisha is the one that raised the son. He brings the dead back to life. In fact, he raised the son of a woman. At that point, the woman came and she was crying. You know, there's nothing like coincidence. And when I was reading that, I thought to myself, Lord, orchestrate things concerning me. That things will fall into place. This is not by accident. You know, when God steps into your situation, it's not an accident. And so, the servant said, this same woman that came, that is asking for her property back, is the woman whose son was brought back to life. Verse 6 now, please. And when the king asked the woman, she told him, so the king appointed unto her a certain officer saying, restore all that was hers and all the fruit of the field since the day that she left the land, even up till now. When the heavens open, there's restoration. You know, sometimes we think we've lost it all. Sometimes we think we cannot gain grounds anymore. But the Bible tells us here, that there was restoration. I want to read the rest of that passage. First in verse 3, let me go back to verse 3. It says, and it came to pass at the seven years end that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines and she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. In a moment we'll get up, we'll pray. I thought to myself, it's not plenty of words because the words have really gone on ahead of us. But also to pray and pray into this. And then I'm going to read the very, well, it's not the very last verse. Sorry, jumping about now. It's the same verse 6. And it says, restore all that was hers. And all the fruits of the field since the day that she left the land. And I thought to myself, the fruit of the field. Remember there was famine. So all the things that could have yielded when there was no famine was restored to her. And that is going to be our prayer in a moment. That God, you will restore to me all that has been taken. You know, I wrote something here about restoration. And it's one of the verses that we used to read over and over and over again. 
And it's in Isaiah 42, verse 22. Isaiah 42:22. And it says there, and this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snared in holes, and they are hid in prison houses. They are for a prey, and none delivereth. They can't deliver because they're all in the hole together. For a spoil, and none said, restore. We're going to rise on our feet. All I have done there is just to wrap it up. To say, Lord, let the heavens open over us. Let's, let's rise on our feet. In the midst of all this, it was saying that apart from the noise, there was a new song. You will sing a new song. We will turn on to the Lord. I will say, Father, we thank you for open heavens. Thank you, O oh God, for open heavens. I'm sure you would agree with me. In your own small corner, I know in my corner of a truth, I am experiencing open heavens. Somebody came here, Chica, and he was saying the heavens were shut over him. It can come about as a whole lot of things. I would encourage you to go back and listen to the, to the actual sermon by the G.O. You can see me after the service to know where to retrieve it from. But he was saying that, you know, the heavens can be shut for many different reasons. Our own doing. Our own challenges that we have walked into. Some we have no control over. But he said in the midst of all that, when the heavens opened, they could sing new songs. Let's go to the Lord and just say thank you, Lord. I am particularly grateful unto the Lord that the heavens are not shut over my head. If the heavens were shut, what would we do? If the heavens were shut, I tell you the truth, we would not be here. If we were here, we would have different stories to tell. Micah was sharing with us there, the very last of the testimonies. Surely the heavens opened over him. And I'm sure for everyone here, we have testimonies about the heavens being opened. Let's turn to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And that is what we are saying. Thank you, Lord, that the heavens are not shut over my head. Thank you, O oh God, that you have decided to have mercy upon me. Thank you, O oh God, that no longer is there a famine. Thank you, O oh Lord, that the siege is broken. Thank you, O oh Lord, that there's no longer stagnancy. And I can move. I can make progress. Thank you, my Father, that you are mindful of me, that you are mindful of my situation, that you are mindful of my home, my job, my family, everything about me. Father, I come to you to say thank you. I thank you, O oh God, that you have not shut the heavens over our head. Together as a body, as a family, we are saying thank you. Thank you, O oh God, that the heavens are open. Daddy, we give you all of our thanks. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, the other thing he was saying there is that when the heavens open, there is an abundance. We sang that song. Open the heavens, the floodgates of heaven, in abundance. You can play it, brother, but we won't sing it. You can just be playing it in the background. But we'll tap into it and say, Father, open the heavens of abundance over my head. Let's go on to the Lord and pray. I'm sure it's not just me that needs abundance. 
daddy was sharing, he said, abundance means not only do you have, but you have more than enough. You have more than you need. Father, please open the heavens over my head. The Lord Almighty, I will have and I will have in abundance. The Lord, I will go beyond this situation where I am. The Lord, I will not be in this same situation. Seven years, the famine went on for in, in Samaria. We're praying, oh God, let the heavens be open. Pour out over me in abundance. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let there be no more de uh, destitution. Where I'm in debt, oh God, let me be able to pay this debt. Let me no longer be in debt. The Lord Almighty, you promise us that when you open the heavens, Lord, I will lend to many I will not borrow. Father, we look upon to you this afternoon. And we pray, oh God, that you will open the heavens over our heads, oh God, and release unto us an abundance in the name of the Lord Jesus. Sing new songs. The Lord Almighty, even as you have promised, that we will sing new songs. Let my song change. What song have you been singing in the past? You know, the lepers, they were singing that there is none to eat, but they were able to sing a new song. That we have kept, we have found it. We have kept some. We are going back for more. Let my song change, oh God. I don't have a job. I've been waiting for months. I've tried all that I know to do. Oh God, let my situation change. What you impressed upon my heart this morning is that there will be a turning around. Let it breathe your breath upon this world, oh God. Let there be a turning around in our situations. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let hopelessness turn around, oh God, that we might find hope in you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let us have the noise of victory in our homes. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. We're going to use only two of those verses to pray. The first one is about chasing out the stranger. And that is the one in Psalm 18. As soon as they hear of me, they will obey me. And the strangers will submit themselves to me. Verse 45 says, strangers will fade away. And that is our prayer. Every stranger, you know your own peculiar situation. Wherever it is that you think or believe that a stranger has been hiding, with your own confession, you go ahead and pray. And say, I chase out every stranger. Every stranger in my family. That has been locking there. Causing us not to make progress. Father, we are praying today. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We chase out all those strangers. We chase them out of their hiding places. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we cause every stranger to fade. To fade. They will hear of me. They will submit to me. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Every stranger that is hiding in my workplace. That is making the place difficult for me. I chase them out of their hiding places. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Every stranger that has found its way into my home. That is making my seats and my place impossible to bear. Father, I pray today in the name of the Lord Jesus. The strangers, they will fade out of their hiding places. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Every stranger that is locking in my body. That is not causing my body to function as it should. Father, we are praying today. We are chasing out every stranger locking in our bodies. 
We cause them to fade out in the name of the Lord Jesus. We cause the fire of the Lord to consume every stranger in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you, O God, because Lord Almighty, you will go, even by your light, you will search out every stranger, every stranger looking in the lives of my brethren, looking in their homes, looking in their workplaces, looking in their families, in their physical bodies. Let every stranger fade out of their hiding place in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so shall it be. In Jesus' name we have prayed. There will be restoration. And I shared that verse in Isaiah 42. That the people had been robbed. They had been spoiled. Things had been taken away from them. But two things. First, they couldn't be delivered because they were in that situation together. But the other point was, the things were not restored to them because nobody knew that they could cry out restore. And that's what we want to do. In the next seconds, let's pray unto the Lord and say, Lord, let there be restoration. As you are praying unto the Lord, you are also taking authority in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you are saying, let there be restoration. Let there be, I cry as I say, restore. All the children that should be in my family, that they haven't been able to come because there has been a siege. Today, I say restore in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let there be restoration. Let there be restoration that the barren will be called the mother of many children. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray my Lord and my God, where there are jobs, where there are other jobs are out there. Your children are here and many of us, we have no jobs. We are looking up unto you today, oh God. And we are praying in the authority that you have given unto us. Wherever those jobs are, we are saying restore in the name of the Lord Jesus. Restore jobs, restore homes, restore families, restore our joy in the name of the Lord Jesus. The psalmist cried unto the Lord, he said, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Oh Lord, let there be a restoration, a restoration of our joy, of the joy of our salvation in the name of the Lord Jesus where we have lost out, oh God, on the joy of knowing you, on the joy of being in your presence, on the joy of hearing from you and having fellowship with you. Father, we are crying today that there be a restoration in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, restore, restore, restore. We pull back from all the four corners of the earth, from the north and from the south, from the east and from the west, where all our blessings are locking. Father, we say, let there be a restoration. Restore. Restore my blessings in the north. Restore my blessings in the south. Restore my blessings in the east. Restore my blessings from the west. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let there be a restoration, O God. Let there be a restoration. We are crying out because you have given us the authority to cry in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let there be a restoration. Let there be a restoration in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you, our Lord and our God. We thank you, Lord, because you rise on our behalf. We thank you, O God. The Bible says, let God arise. 
and his enemies be scattered. Thank you, Father Lord, for arising for our sakes. Thank you, O God, for flinging open the floodgates of heaven. Thank you, O God, for the blessings that you have poured out. You said, try me and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. A blessing, O God, pour out unto us, O God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. The many areas where we need your blessing, we pray, O God, that you will meet with us there in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. Because of the truth, the heavens are open over us. Thank you because the famine is over. There's no longer a siege. Thank you, O God, for the new songs that we will sing and continue to sing in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, O God Almighty, for the restoration. Lord, we will come back with testimonies of what you have done. We give all the glory and honor unto you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Let's visit